0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to season two of the Max Danielson Show. I'm your host, Max Danielson, and joining me today is our first guest of season two. You may remember this guy from uh, the very first season, one of the very first episodes. And I must say, if we could give an if we had a, an award show for the Max Danielson Show, this man would definitely get an award. Uh, I don't know. You could take it as a, a positive or negative. Is definitely down there with the most controversial of episodes but there was a lot of controversial topics within the episode so i'll give you some slack on that uh it is the man the myth the legend w- the uh the captain of the austin college baseball team mr cody goggins cody welcome onto the show my man or actually welcome thank back you it's onto glad to the be... show, to my man
1: yeah yeah it's glad to be back
0: absolutely now cody shows changed a little bit since you've last been on so or at least the format has changed Before, though, we get into that, just kind of remind the audience uh, who you are a little bit, and then also kind of uh, your background and some of the sports teams you watch.
1: Uh, I'm Cody Gargans, fifth-year senior at Austin College now. I got my extra year back because of COVID, so I took it. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. I went to a military boarding school for high school, loved it, and that's mostly why I'm going to be doing military after college, but not much uh, else to do. Big Brewer, big Packer fan, got to got to be there. Hurricane fan, though, for hockey. That's about it.
0: Interesting, interesting. We, I will get it because I kind of want to ask you about that later on. Um, well, thanks, by the way, for uh, talking about three of the bits already for your interview. But we'll actually jump into that because those are perfect segues into it. Now, Cody, there's a little bit of uh, some things we have in common here. You're from Wisconsin. I've been to Wisconsin a handful of times, especially where you uh, – we're born. That's a place that I've flown in a great handful of times. Now, talk about kind of living in Wisconsin, what that's like. I mean, especially the fact now you're living in Sherman, Texas, of all places. Um, and compare that kind of to what it's like in Wisconsin.
1: Uh, honestly, it's not that much different. I mean, like the scenery is different. Yeah, the people are different. Yeah, but and the weather is definitely different. Yes, definitely but the weather. It, yeah, it, it's really not too much different like as long as you're in a the right spot with the right people around you you're gonna be fine there's nothing crazy about it it's nice up there
0: yeah I mean I absolutely love it every single time I go um so if I'm not mistaken so you grew up or you were born in Appleton and then you grew up uh near Kenosha correct
1: no I, I was born in Omaha Nebraska but I grew up for the most part of my life in Appleton okay and then uh, my sophomore year in college, I moved to Oconomowoc, which is like a half an hour outside of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am now when I go back home.
0: Okay, I've known you for a year and I never knew you were from Nebraska. like You were born in Nebraska. That's interesting. I wish I. Sorry. I only off spent, the first question.
1: Uh, I only spent a couple months there. It was my dad was visit uh, finishing his residency when I was born, oh. and he was at great. And yeah. Gotcha. So we didn't And I didn't spend long there.
0: Uh huh. Now, I do want to go back on to yeah. what you were saying, uh, when you're talking a little bit about yourself, because this is kind of the second question I had for you. Uh, the whole military academy, I mean, you said you grew up in that. Um, kind of talk about what that experience is, because I know a lot of viewers probably did. I mean, there's only two people that have gone on our team to military academies yourself and then Brandon Evans. Um, I mean, kind of talk about not only what it's like to go there, but also the culture that's around that. I, well, honestly,
1: it's not bad or how it's portrayed, like you see in some movies where they're just beating on the kids the whole time. It's really not that. Like, that definitely happens, but it's behind closed doors, and it's the kids who deserve it. Like, the the kids are being the real assholes, the troublemakers, just making you know, everything worse for everyone else. But... Like, honestly, it wasn't that hard. Like, just my game plan when I went in, I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep my head down for two weeks. Don't piss anyone off. Do my shit, and then then I'll be left alone. And that's literally just what it was. Like, you got – like, the first two weeks you are there is really the most crucial because if you're a jack-off that entire two weeks, they're going to start hounding you, and they're going to start watching you. Mm-hmm. But if you just do your shit, like, just shut up, go and do it. Don't be – Well, don't be controversial. Just keep on doing your stuff. They'll let you do it, and you can damn near get away with anything. It's kind of weird. But as long as you're not caught red-handed, you'll be fine. It's not bad.
0: Let me ask you this, Cody. So, I mean, of course you've talked to people, um, I assume at least. If you haven't, I'd be very surprised at this point, who who have gone to regular high schools and all that. Kind of talking with them, just what is kind of the one big difference that you see versus a military academy and then regular high school, of course, besides all the military aspects?
1: Well, uh, they had fucking women. <laughs> Ours was an all-guy school, so yeah, I know we didn't have any girls around. So, honestly, though, that I think that was the best part of it. That was one of the best part of it. and just, really? I mean, It was just because, yeah, no, like, it. I went around, like, coming to Austin College after being there, and seeing it there's actually a pretty big difference like you get to be legitimate true friends with just about anyone at any time in the military academy because there's no hierarchy there's no trying to impress anyone we're just here mm-hmm. so you create friends with the, with anyone i mean i never thought i'd be friends with a kid from nicaragua but i ended up being friends with a kid from nicaragua mm-hmm. It's, I got friends in Africa right now because they went to Austin College. Friends in South Korea because they went to Austin College, and I'm really good friends with them because there was no hierarchy. It was, it was all like, "All right, we're in this shit together. Let's just make it work." And that's that's that was our thought process. That that was our thought process. And from the friends that I have in the military right now who are enlisted, it's pretty much the same. I mean, different rhetorics, different codes, and everything, but like the camaraderie is really the same. Mm-hmm. I just liked it because there was no bullshit. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to act a certain way to be popular. You just had to do your job and be well-liked. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be an asshole. That was, it was nice and then I come here and I see it all the time. Like you see kids that like one minute you're talking to them and completely fine, they're your friend, they're your best friend. And then two minutes later, they're to- uh, they're talking to someone else, they're talking to a girl, and then they just be a total jackass.
0: Yeah. Uh, trust me, I see it every single day, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about, for sure. Uh, and the same,
1: like... What a good example of that, because you know it, it. was fucking Ian. Oh, okay, here we go. No, he, th- not been saying, like, to the kid, but... He was a jackass, two-faced son of a bitch who I'd put his face <laughs> in the dirt any day for free. Like, I really would. I hated him to his core. I hated that kid it was because of that because he was so two-faced it's like dude if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna talk to me talk to me straight and talk just talk to me like a regular person i really don't care and then you go around and act like a totally different person five minutes later because jake and nick are right next to you because you're trying to impress them. like i don't give a shit you come at me with good energy i'll come right back at you with good energy you come at me like an asshole i'm gonna come back at you like an asshole like, that's just how it is. There is no is give and take. It's it's what you put in is what you're gonna get out.
0: <laughs> well damn, what a start to season two here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what's funny is on my Snapchat memory today, so for when this podcast goes out on the tenth. On the ninth, a year ago today, I don't remember if you were there, Cody, but it was the fight between Ian and Jeff. Was a year yeah, I ago know. I tonight. That oh my gosh and i was like i literally sent him that this morning
1: (laughs) wow
0: oh my Jeff won that
1: fucking fight too jeff won that fight i was so proud of him
0: okay so okay you know what let's let's ask this because here's what ian Ian was saying and i and i don't really know because none of us kept count of punches we just kind of took it who got the most damage and that was jeff who just i mean like literally socked him in the face and he was bleeding so that's kind of how we determined that
1: like, dude, come on. We were there to see the damage. This was a fight for damage. This is not a boxing fight. This was fisticuffs.
0: Yeah, if we were in a boxing fight, it definitely be a little bit closer, but for damage-wise. Now, what I wish, and I was talking to Ian about this, too. We both wish, and I bet every single person there wishes it would have just gone until someone got knocked out. I think we should, yeah, it. I don't know why we stopped it after three. I don't know why. I think it
1: was just... No, I'm pretty sure, honestly, because fucking uh, Gage, because he brought his girlfriend, oh. like, oh, and then my. someone put it on their story. Gage. Remember that? Gage. Yeah. Yeah. And like, love you Gage, did, but why'd man, you do that? that? We gotta, to we gotta make this quick now so we can get out of here.
0: Yeah. Man, love Gage's death, but sometimes he'll he'll do some dumb stuff. But I love yeah. Gage, but yeah, just that that's still that still was a dumb thing. Anyways, moving on though, I'm glad though. I guess we could kind of transfer that now towards the Austin College side. I kind of want to ask you about your journey to Austin College. How did all of this lead you to getting to Austin College and being on the baseball team there? How what What's the story, how you got recruited, and just your baseball journey towards Austin College?
1: Um, well, uh, it was mostly because uh, I was in talks with Vill- uh, Villanueva not uh, Villanova, not Villanova, Villanova, uh, my senior year of high school. And then they ended up, uh, they ended up, uh, I went to a, a try, well, a showcase with them mm-hmm. and another kid came at the same uh, showcase and he was a fucking donkey already. He was like six four, two ten, 10 and hit nukes. And I was, I, I grew in college. I was 5'7 in senior year of high school. Dang. And then I grew. And then I grew again. But I wasn't developed. Like, I didn't really start to develop as a player until my sophomore years in college. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't start to get good until then. But I just wasn't developed. That kid was definitely developed. They lost interest in me. I understood it. But. Uh, I, I need to pl- find a place to play because I wanted to play Austin College. So I just, I mean, because I wanted to play baseball in college. So I just start looking at colleges and I see this, I see Austin College. I look it up. It was like, oh, it's in Texas, away from home, away from my family, which is what I wanted. Honestly. A long
0: way away from home, by the way. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I mean, I just wanted the ability to come out here and play out here, A, so I could have the weather, B, so I could be away from everyone at home, and C, mostly because. Because if I failed, I was alone. There was no fallback for me to go to. It was just like, oh, well, I fucked up. Here I am. Mm-hmm. And I have to figure it out myself. And that's that's a big chunk of why I picked Austin College. Gotcha. But it was just a college I saw. I looked up at the roster. I was like, oh, I can play here either this year or next year. And I applied, got in, went on a visit. Everything was fine after that. And I was like, yeah, I can definitely play here. Mm-hmm. And I kind of saw it as a challenge, too, to get us back to the playoffs because we hadn't been in t- since 2007. Austin College hasn't. And it's it's been nice to see the team's growth and the mentality de- uh, change, too. Because the mentality now is like, we're here to f- win. We want to win. We don't care what we have to do to win.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I was a freshman – Justin can tell you this too, or Colt, because he came the year after and it was still starting to get away from that. It was like, yeah, yeah, we don't care. We're just here to party and drink. Mm-hmm. And that that was that was it freshman year. And I and I forced myself, like I definitely drank every weekend freshman year because I was gonna have
0: fun. It's college. Come on now, but Cody, we know you're a quote unquote social drinker here. Yep,
1: <laughs> but uh. I mean, that was just it. After uh, I, I try like started getting the lower groups, like the sophomores, the uh, freshmen that I was with, and some of the juniors, into starting to change our mentality, and it did work. Sophomore year, we all we uh, missed it by one game. Fucking tragedy. That was so sad. No, but here's the thing: we had to get one game, and we had six games left. Uh-huh. We faced tr- we faced uh uh, centenary, and he faced TLU. And here's the Centenary series. I can sum it up this way. Brett Taft, who was our best hitter. He
0: was a beast. I mean, he's a beast.
1: Yeah, he was our best hitter between my freshman and my junior year. And this, is how, this could sum up those six games. This man, uh, three at-bats in, piss rod right at left field, piss rod right at right field, and then third at-bat comes up. It's an absolute rod right back at the pitcher, hits the rubber, goes out-of-bounds foul. Like, not well just a foul ball, not out-of-bounds, but it goes foul. Has so, like, bounces. The first baseman misses it when he tries to get it, but it has so much spin that it comes back to first base. After it bounces again, he just picks it up, steps on first. Gets him by his <laughs> step that that those six games can be defined by that play
0: like nothing went right for us it was wow yeah well this is a great lead into i guess then the next question let's i mean keep talking about kind of the career so far of austin college i mean from freshman year to now almost about to be in your graduate fifth year
1: uh well i mean everything's been fun I've been doing well. I've always been a good hitter. Last year was a bit of a hiccup, but I mean, I'm figuring it out again this year. Then again, just... I
0: mean, you got walked like almost every damn at bat possible. Yeah, no, I was like, I wasn't getting many hits, but I had like a three
1: four hundred OBP. Yeah, it was it was stupid, but I uh, it was just a hiccup in hitting that hasn't happened. I've always uh, I was like a three forty hitter freshman year. I had two ninety nine sophomore year. Junior year, I was three fifty and was third in the league in RBIs. Um and then well last year we didn't finish. I was hitting barely two hundred, mm-hmm. but I did have like a three four hundred O V P. Yeah. So there's that. Hey, I mean, I've had a good year. I mean I've had a good years here. My that arms gotten career. better. Yeah, my arms gotten better. I've gotten better as a catcher. Mm-hmm. Like overall I've progressed very well yeah, as a player. for Sure
0: um now kind of the final thing before we wrap up this interview and then we'll take a quick commercial break and then get into the sports talk for this week talking about post plans after austin college you said you're going into the military i kind of want to talk about that kind of what your plan is with that and then plans afterwards after the military you know what what's what's going to go what's going to be going on for cody goggins
1: uh, well, I'm going to go into the military. I'm going to uh, do it as long as I can. Like the goal is special forces. When I go in, the goal is special forces. But at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to what job am I the best at? What job do I enjoy the most? And what job do I see myself having a lengthy career in? Because I, I want to be in combat. I want to do special forces. But if it ends up where... I do a couple combat missions. I do well, but I just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I better have a second, uh, another job I could jump, I could jump to, it. and preferably when I jump to that job, it's going to be something in line with a trade or anything or leadership, so I can apply it to the real world. But after military, if I'm not, if I go the full 25, 30 years to get my pension. I'm going to, I'm probably just going to teach afterwards and chill out, Mm -hmm. honestly. And then, but if I don't, I'll probably do a CFP, uh, Certified Financial Planner. Mm -hmm. Pays pretty good, it's a good job. And I'm already taking classes for it, so there's that.
0: Would there be a specific thing you want to teach in, or is there, is it just kind of whatever's there, you know? Uh, Well, it would depend. It would
1: definitely be whatever's there. But I would also want to be able to coach baseball, too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But, yeah, it's not going to be anything crazy. It's just going to be something that I'm going to enjoy.
0: Right. Just like outside naturally.
1: Yeah. You mm-hmm. well, can definitely work for coaching baseball. I know I'm good at that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, heck. That's something I think that every single ballplayer at the end of the day wants to do when their career is up is stick around the game yeah. in any single way they can, whether that be in the front office, whether that be scouting, whether that be coaching, whatever possible to stay in the game of baseball. Yeah. yeah
1: well, that definitely... is going to
0: wrap it up. Uh, or Sorry, were you saying something? No, go ahead. Uh, okay. So this is going to wrap it up here for our interview uh, with Cody Goggins. We're going to take a very quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking – about what's been going on in the sports world over these past two weeks. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit GagesGranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gages Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 and Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back to this episode of the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We were talking to Cody about growing up in Wisconsin, his time at the Military Academy, his current career at Austin College, and also uh, his career afterwards at Austin College, going into the military, possibly some teaching, uh, a planner and all that later on down the road. Uh, now, of course, it is what the show is basically founded upon, which is sports news and... Uh, you know, I think this is really uh, fitting, of course, that we're starting kind of with a traditional northern sport to start out, mm. um, mm-hmm. which is with the NHL hockey. Of course, the first thing, talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, win the Stanley Cup in six games, being the Dallas Stars. Um, I mean, overall, I don't know how much of this series you got to watch, but, I mean, Tampa Bay just looked like the better overall team in so many of these games. I mean, there's not much as the Stars that could do. They just could not keep the, the puck in their zone, and really when it came down to defense – ton of just shitty penalties and just untimely defense really costed the stars a potential cup that i mean they had an absolutely amazing playoff run for
1: yeah that that run was ridiculous and that's because their goalie was standing on their head for the entire thing uh and their stars look really young they're still really young like this is a great thing for them i think they're gonna be there again in the next couple of years if they aren't next year mm-hmm. and for tampa bay i mean Finally, really. Yeah. I mean, come on. Especially for Steve Stamkos. Yeah. Took him a couple of years, and after being kicked out of the first round by a team that never won a playoff series by being swept by him last year. <laughs> that time they won. They got the choke monkey off their back. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's been a long time. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. But, that's all I can say about it. They got yeah. the win they deserved, and they definitely beat the Stars. There was no real controversial things i saw at least of yeah others. i mean
0: besides of course there were a, a re- some really bad referee calls i will say for the series but overall i mean the lightning just outplayed the stars for most of the yeah. series they always kept it in there their defense was stellar throughout the series um i mean that, that the thing about the lightning is they're a team that you can never underestimate because even though you know they'll have some hiccups here and there but overall i mean you have a whole full full healthy squad i mean Think about if they even had Steven Samkos, I mean, ex- with the exception, I believe, of uh, Game Four. I mean, have him in there, and that could be a completely full or a completely different series for Tampa Bay. They wrap that thing up maybe in four or five games um, yeah. if they have him, depending on how that goes. Um, but of course, then going on to NHL with uh, the start of free agency today, and when this podcast then goes out on Friday. Yeah. Some big signings overall, but more so kind of just focusing on the goaltenders because, I mean, pretty much that's what's happened. Uh, yesterday, on Thursday, the Ottawa Senators acquired uh, Penguins goalie Matt Murray for uh, Jonathan Gruden and the 52nd pick in, uh, I believe, Wednesday's Wednesday night's draft. It was either Wednesday or Tuesday night. Uh, I mean, overall, Matt Murray at one point was looking, after Marc-Andre Fleury was looking like <laughs> the face of just the, the Penguins along with Sidney Crosby, and he was looking to – kind of protect the crossbar for or really to protect the pipes for a good long while but then kind of fell fell really pretty hard to believe it or not um just kind of after that first few initial years kind of just the production rate slowed down and unfortunately that got him to where he is today i mean now i mean the penguins right or pittsburgh's right now on their third goaltender in a few years um but who knows with all this stuff i mean for the Senators, great goalie overall. Can he get back his production? Who knows?
1: Yeah, well, I think the Senators, the Senators just needed something. I mean, if he can't get his production back, maybe he can at least lead some of those younger guys. I mean, they're just... They're a team that doesn't... The Senators are a team that doesn't really know what they want right now, at least from what I've seen. <laughs> and they're, they're trying to figure it out. They really are, but they have no clue what they want. Uh. And the Penguins, they just need to get rid of some baggage. Probably free up some cap space for the draft. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that... Now, are you talking about the NHL draft? Or are you talking about, like, NHL free agency? Or are you talking about the expansion draft?
1: Expansion draft.
0: Ah, okay. Now, I mean, actually, I haven't asked you. This is someone who I can actually ask about this. What do you think about the Seattle Kraken?
1: Honestly... Jersey's cool.
0: Yeah, uh, Jersey's cool. I mean, I'm down for it. And
1: Vegas did really well when they came out, and they still look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, you can't really draft. I mean, say anything to them because it's really just going to be a fantasy draft for one team. It's just... And but like with the exception of a couple players that they can't draft. Well, that's that's another thing. That's probably why they got rid of the goalie, too. Yeah. Because uh, he probably had in his contract that he had to be protected, that he yeah. couldn't be moved. That could in be. Any type, mean... of, any type of expansion drafts so Or like, yeah, we, we don't want to use you for one of the people we can save, so we're just going
0: to I haven't it. looked into that, but that's a good point. Probably, I, I would imagine somewhere in his contract is that. More so with this question, I was kind of asking, what do you think about like the move for expansion to there? Do you think there should have been somewhere else? Um, that they should have expanded to first, or do you think Seattle's the perfect place to move a team to?
1: Seattle is not the perfect place to move a team to, especially for hockey, just because they already got a shit. Well, they already got a lot of teams there, but it's a it's a really good sports town. If they support them, then they support them. If they don't, then it's that team's not going to last very long. Mm-hmm. You don't really know. I mean personally though I would like to see a team, like a professional team in Wisconsin for once. Yeah. Like a true NHL team in Wisconsin because a lot of prospects do come from the northern states and Wisconsin specifically. But I'm really not going to complain because as long as they look good, play good and well get jobs for people then I'm just going to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Now I do want to go back on to what you were talking about with that star series. I mean they were being held up by one their goaltender in particular, Antoine Kodobin, who just signed a deal today, a three-year, $10 million contract with them. I mean, overall, what do you think about this deal for the Dallas Stars? I mean, even though they got Ben Bishop, uh, who's probably going to be ready to go again next year, what does this mean for having a guy like Kodobin back?
1: Well, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a moral boost for the people who are coming back with him, but it's going to be weird. I don't know if they should have signed him to three years, $10 million, because, I mean, he was someone that kind of just came out of nowhere, like that's that's a really risky deal in my opinion. Just because if he like if he goes out and he just dominates like he did in the playoffs, then it's going to show that they they're, they're going to get this guy for really cheap. But if he goes out and he just blows, then it's just going to be why the hell are we paying this guy? Yeah, I mean this could it's,
0: potentially come into a Kari Lettinen deal right here.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those deals where it's just going to be like, it's a, it's a flip the head. I mean, it's yeah. a flip the coin. Whatever he ends up doing, just hope it's the positive side and not the negative side.
0: Yeah. Um, moving, though, on to a couple more goaltenders here. I mean, this is a guy who it is going to look weird seeing this guy um, in a different uniform next year, which is Henrik Lundqvist going to the Washington Capitals on a one-year deal. I mean mr rangers they called him i mean he was probably the greatest goaltender ever to have yet to win a stanley cup and i mean i just feel bad for him because his career is just dwindled away in new york i mean yeah. one of the, probably the best goaltenders we've ever seen and unfortunately now just trying to get one more st- just get some something in his trophy case i mean to end off his yeah. career yeah uh, I, I
1: don't know if he would have gone to, uh, or he should have gone to uh, uh, uh fucking the uh, Capitals. I don't know if he should have gone to the Capitals, but I really, but I mean, it's a weird one, but he definitely needed to get out of New York. They never did anything for him. He stood on his head for years for them, and they were just, yeah, piss off. Yeah. Like, that, that was it. He needed to get out of it, and he should have gotten out of there earlier, yeah. but.
0: I mean, still. That's loyalty, though. I mean, even yeah. when your team doesn't build around—they—they they tried to, but I mean, just kind of like the Dodgers of the major leagues. I mean, you do all this and you still can't get over the hump. Mm, I mean, overall, yeah. I mean, they had some pretty good teams throughout the years. It was just they, they did never—they could never make it to the pinnacle.
1: No, they could—they were just—they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it, and it probably hurt him so much because he probably—he de- definitely got blamed in New York. Like I guarantee, New Yorkers blamed him for some of their lo- some of those playoff losses when he really didn't deserve to because yeah. he was facing 30-plus shots from professionals who know what the hell they're doing. 30-plus yeah. shots is going to get at least two goals on the best of goalies usually.
0: Yeah. you Like, the guy needed help, and he was getting no help. I mean, that's the Dallas Stars in general, just freaking letting their goalie take 40 shots a damn game. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sometimes it works out. Like, if you get 40 shots a game, but regulate it too, they're all, like, straight dead ahead shots where the only spot he can go is his chest. Like, that's fine. But for the Rangers, when they those guys were getting shots on Lundqvist, Lundqvist was a damn near ballerina artist trying to just block those and yeah. flexing to try and block those. Like,
0: he wasn't getting help. Yeah. I mean, even, even on the good teams. Throughout his career, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Even on the good teams of the Rangers – it was like that. They, they didn't obviously shoot 30-plus, but it was usually be around 20-25. But they would still be wide open 20-25 shots mm-hmm. where it could go anywhere. They have the whole area to shoot. And snipers in the NHL generally
0: don't miss yeah. when they're shooting. That's very true. Now, I will say this is also a reason why Henrik Lundqvist may have chosen the Capitals. This also came out today. Of Brayden Holtby going to the Vancouver Canucks on a two-year, eight-point-six million-dollar contract. Now, of course, Brayden Holtby before this past year was one of, if not the top goaltender in the NHL. That everyone, every single, I mean, snipers feared because this man could block almost every single shot. I mean, he was a brick wall back there between the pipes. Now, of course, last year he had really one of the worst years, probably the worst career or worst um, year of his career. Where he was basically a backup goaltender. And now it's to the point that, I mean, for if, if Hulkby can get back to where he was, this two year, $8.6 million contract is a steal for the Canucks.
1: I think it's a prove it
0: deal. Yeah. I think it's,
1: maybe it's not a prove it deal for him, but for everyone signing him and everyone watching, this is a prove it deal. This is like, all right, what can you do? Or do you still have it or are you gone? That, that was it. And, we're going to play. I think he's going to play with the chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be better. If, so? I know for damn sure. I think he's going to be better. I know he's working right now. He wants this. He wants it. Mm-hmm. After having a year that he, da- he did and then leaving on a prove-it deal after years of great production, because of one year, they're all like, oh, he doesn't have it anymore, so he has to sign a prove-it deal. Yeah, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to carry them.
0: Yeah. Now... I do want to add. So, actually, you know what? No, we'll go on to the we'll go on to this uh, because your good friend. Uh, how kind of uh, your first episode went? We talked about this guy a lot in oh. the first episode. I think you know where I'm getting with this uh, going towards That'd NBA sure. with the NBA mm-hmm. finals. Now, the Lakers are one game away. I believe the uh, game. Ooh, this would be game five tonight uh this could mean the lakers win their championship lebron wins his fourth talk about that i mean talk about this playoff run right now by the lakers do you i mean is this do you want the heat to win do you want the lakers to win do you think right now the heat could come back down 3-1 and do what lebron did to the warriors back in 2016
1: no, they don't got a chance in hell to do it. This is a gentleman's sweep. They're going to blow them out tonight, and Miami's going to lose. They're going to go home, and then they're pro- and they're, you know, they're going to win it next year. They're going to win it two years after that. Mm-hmm. They got a good leader in Jimmy Butler. They got a really young team. They'll be fine. But this, this wasn't even a playoff run by the fucking Lakers. This was like, yeah, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew it. A healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, like, come on.
0: And especially they, they were trying to do it for his buddy uh, Kobe.
1: Yeah, they they were going to win. And if they weren't going to win, the NBA was going to be more corrupt and cheat to make them win. Mm-hmm. Cuz we all know that they do it. And it's been proven that the NBA cheats to make shit like that happen. So 06 finals for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah, I was go I was going more towards the cheating scandals with all the referees that they had. And yeah. still definitely Mavericks.
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, just bad. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll get into a topic that, of course, both of us being baseball players, this is. I want to hear your 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 opinion about all this stuff. So, NLCS is going to be the Dodgers and Braves. That'll be a fun series to watch, me especially yes. just what the Dodgers are doing this year. Hopefully, they can finally get over the hump, go back to the World Series, and then, of course, you have the Braves, who are probably the most exciting young team in baseball right now. You got Ozzy Albie's, you got Ronald Acuna Jr., an amazing pitching staff with them as well. And then you go over to the ALCS. It's either going to be the Rays or the Yankees taking on the Astros. And I'm just going to say this. It is bullshit the fact that the Astros right now are in the playoffs. If this whole COVID season didn't happen, Astros would be nowhere near the damn playoffs.
1: No, absolutely not. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs either. And they're talking a a lot of shit. Or Elise Corrêa, and I honestly find it a bit understandable because they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because they had an absolutely horrendous year. Yeah. They didn't just des- they they didn't deserve to even touch the field after if once October I'm not October mistaken. Started. They also
0: finished under 500. If I'm not yes. mistaken.
1: Yes, they did. They finished under 500. They were terrible, and now they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because they're gonna say, "Hey, we're not we're not what everyone thought we were. We're better," and like no, they're not. They're they're not. They don't deserve to win. They won't win. Mm -hmm. The Yankees or Rays will expose them and make them their bitch.
0: I really like. It's not.
1: It's not even gonna be close. Yankees have better. Yankees have better pitching and hitting than the Astros. And the Rays are just a straight up better team than both of them. I hope the Rays win tonight. uh, Win whenever they play again. Yeah. But I don't know. All I know is that if the like for sure is that if the Astros played. In a, in stadiums this entire year with people, they would I, like I swear I swear at all things holy they they'd have a ninety loss season like no it would be throughout the entire season where they would be booed they would be booed in their own stadium and I guarantee if there's fans there next year it will happen oh they I'm will waiting be booed. for it to happen whenever yes. there's they fans back in the stadiums they will be in their own they, they're
0: going to still do it because they never got it.
1: Yes, there it's gonna happen throughout the entire year. Like people think that it would have stopped, but I really doubt it. It's spe- like it's from uh April. Like the lowest you're probably gonna see the booze is in like June, July. Mm-hmm. After that they're gonna start picking back up again. And then if the if by God's grace they made it to the playoffs, it would be so much worse, especially if they played in New York. Yeah.
0: Oh, especially oh. – or like a – now, I know Boston's not going to be in it for a long time, but if they played in Boston, that would be fun to watch too. I don't know. You don't think? I think,
1: I think it would be fun to watch, but it just definitely wouldn't – it wouldn't have the vibe that the Yankees had. Really? You don't think the Red Sox could
0: also give the same no. stuff to the Yankees?
1: Really? No, no. no. I think – I mean, well, they definitely could give, like, the same attitude, but the vibe of New York versus – Houston New York like there were reports of before like the covid everything happened there were reports that like if the if Houston had to go to New York to play they would have to have SWAT
0: to escort them wow and I don't doubt that at all no I don't doubt that whatsoever for for the Yankees like,
1: can you imagine them getting into New York and playing in New York City in the Yankees stadium yeah. as Houston that would be horrendous you would not hear anything you wouldn't even be able to hear the announcers it would be so loud everyone and their mother would be yelling would be just booing the ever loving crap out of them and it would continue the entire game
0: and i cannot wait to see that happen i really I know neither can i i can't wait till we have fans back in the stadium now moving on to the nfl side of news uh before then we'll end off with some ncaa football stuff um Browns running back Nick Chubb's going to be out for six weeks. At this point, now Kareem Hunt's going to get uh, his time to shine and really play with the chip on his shoulder that he had coming out of uh, Kansas City. I mean, talk about it right now for the Browns. What does this mean that Nick Chubb being out? I mean, even so, for fantasy football owners right now, what does this mean? I mean, because this was one of the top picks for them, probably. Well,
1: fantasy football players, uh, yeah, well, uh, sorry. That's about all I can do. I can't control anything else. But. <laughs> Drop them. Get rid of them. Wait wait five weeks and pick them up. But I don't think it's really going to affect their Browns that much. I really don't think so. I saw them play like the first day he got injured uh, against – it was against Dallas, so there's that. But still, they have a whole running back core. They have four. They have four legitimate running backs, including Nick Chubb. So I don't think it's going to be all bad for them. They're still going to have a solid running game. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything bad is going to happen. Kareem humped. I don't know. I feel like if they limit his touches, he'll be even better. But I think if they just pour on the touches to him after this to try and say, hey, prove this, I think it's just going to get him hurt or something bad is going to happen he's not going to perform. Mm-hmm. But if they take him like how he was with uh, with Nick Chubb, where one of the other running backs takes over the role as like – the lead power guy and then they put cream you'll see even more production out of cream
0: gotcha so moving forward uh this year's past nfl draft the number one overall pick joe burrow finally secured his first nfl win this past week i kind of want to ask you so far just seeing what joe burrow's done what do you think so far of him do you think that he can have a solid career so far do you think it's looking like that or do you think you know Something may come up, you know. Are we going to see another Johnny Manzella, another Baker Mayfield, possibly?
1: Mm, well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'll give Baker Mayfield another year or two because it's it hasn't been long enough mm-hmm. before I make any judgment on him. Um, as for George Burrow, I think it's going to depend on the Bengals. It's not going to depend on him because if the Bengals can, I, I think if the Bengals can actually put people around him, have a defense, have an offensive line – have a legitimate team around him, he's gonna be a really good quarterback. But if they stay the way they are, not changing much. I mean they, they did they did spend a lot in the offseason and they, they look better, but they still have a lot of pieces to fill in. Mm-hmm. They still have time. Like there's a lot of people like I don't think he's gonna finish above five hundred. I really doubt it. I'm gonna I'll be surprised if he makes it to six wins this year.
0: Gotcha. Now, I be, mean, heck, not because of him. If you remember the first game that he had, they were down and he drove them all the way down the field, and they missed the freaking they
1: go the goal. winning a field goal. I mean, well, that's, if that that's doesn't scream
0: Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know what does. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I'm thinking that like he's. I don't think he's going to get more than six wins, and people are going to blame it on him. But it's not going to be his fault. It's yeah, going to be the coaching. That. It's going to be the people around him. So I'm not going to say anything about him. For at least a couple years. I, I mean, and if you want a real example of why I don't say anything is for quarterbacks like that, uh, look at, had a really good first year in Miami and then did nothing for the next four years. Team, just one hell of a deal. And some, sometimes they got to get out of the place they are and for Burrow, that might, that might happen to him. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Cincinnati's front office can sufficiently build a team around him.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, now, of course, you cut out, so I just want to make sure we're talking about the same guy. We're talking about Ryan Tannehill, right? Well, the, well
1: Ryan, no, what I'm saying for Ryan Tannehill No, I know, that, but like that part like, cut
0: out that you were talking about, Ryan Tannehill there. Why, like your yeah. example of why never to doubt a quarterback just like off the first few years. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, because he was in Miami,
1: and then he went to Tennessee. That, like, look at what happened to him when he went to Tennessee. A competent team around him, be, and he became a good, like, top, top fifteen at the very least quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he, when people looked at him in Miami, they they saw him like a bottom five quarterback. And he goes to, it's a huge difference just when you have a decent team around him.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to clear that up because that kind of cut out, and I don't know if the, the viewers, when they're watching this, if they'll hear the that or not. But uh, now moving on, it's uh, the last thing about NFL here. I want to ask you about this. I, I definitely feel like you're going to have an opinion on this, and I really want to ask you about it. What do you think about all these COVID post- or postponements that are going throughout the NFL right now?
1: I mean, I get why they're doing it to stop the spread, and I understand it and I respect it, but do I agree with it? No, not really. Mostly because COVID is, it's just, it's the flu stepped up, it's not bad. Like yeah, there's a lot of people getting it, but have you seen the actual, like, the legitimate actual numbers for deaths is lower than the flu. Like the CDC updated their numbers and for the deaths of people where it was just COVID, it was at one point they had it at like two hundred thousand, and after they updated it, it was nine thousand. Mm-hmm. All the other deaths were where either they had a pre-existing condition, i.e., they had cancer, or they're going through treatment, something like that, where their immune system was already down, or they had COVID and they were get killed. Why that while they had COVID and COVID didn't kill them? Like it's just a lot of it's just crap, and I need to stay away from that, but. I don't like it because they're just blowing it out of the water, and it's not as bad as everyone thinks it is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I do respect it. I do understand it because you don't know where you're going to bump into someone who has a pre-existing condition.
0: Right. Right. So. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I forget... I can't think of the the quarterback who I'm thinking right now who said that like who said something along the lines like I'll wear a mask but like I don't agree with it and all of this and then like everyone gave him so much shit for it it's like he can have his opinion and like he's still doing it because of those people he's not doing it for himself um, yeah. oh gosh well it, no it was it Philip Rivers that said that
1: I don't know so. I don't I know it. uh
0: hmm, hang on. Let me see if I can cuz I remember like reading this all the time. Um Kirk Cousins, that's who I'm thinking of who mm. said all that stuff. Um But yeah, we'll kind of move off the whole COVID topic for right now because that could be I mean that's a whole other book to open up there and we could probably do a yeah. full segment about that in sports. Now, finally moving on to uh let's talk about NCA football here. First, we'll talk about uh TCU upsetting number 9 Texas by a score of 33 to 31. Um, well, basically to say the least, uh, Texas is not back yet.
1: Texas hasn't been back, man. Yeah, they, they have not, they, they
0: back. always say they're back, but they never, it's like are. Cowboys fans.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't even say that. No, I just think it's more of a, <clears throat> I just, they, they they get so cocky so fast. No, <clears throat> like the teams that they say, that they're reminded of when they say, "Hey, the boys are back!" Like those '80s, '90s, early 2000s teams. Like those are the teams that went out and got shit done. They didn't yeah, like get the Vince cocky. Young they team just, and all that. Yeah, they just went and did it. They didn't talk shit. They didn't do anything. They didn't get cocky. They said, "All right, time to work out. and time to get better. In time to beat everyone's face in."
0: Yeah.
1: And now these guys, you see it, and they just they come out and they toot the horn. Especially once after they get good, and then they de- then they leave after they lose a game, and it's the same thing with the fucking Cowboys. It's the same thing with the Cowboys too. <laughs> and I like here's the thing though, like for who Jerry Jones has paid, like Amari Cooper, one of their defensive linemen, Demarcus, who is Lawrence. an all, yes, Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel. Like I don't blame him for who he played uh, paid because those guys were playing at a point where they needed to get paid for how they were playing but if you look at their stats from before and after they they got their money dude they dipped they got their money and said yeah i don't want to play anymore like it's tear it's huge it is a huge difference if you look at where they were before getting signed or before getting their money and then after getting their money it's Mm -hmm. gigantic
0: i mean that i mean that's with everyone though i mean like when you get a contract like when you're fighting for your contract, you're playing as best you can get. Like you have that chip on your shoulder, so to say. Um, but once you finally get, it, it's kind of like you know. <laughs> um, there's an analogy. Well, no, that, I like, do agree with that. There's like, an I analogy like with, with marriage. It's, it's like you know, like the what, wo- like the woman's trying to get the job, you know, beforehand, and then afterwards she got the job. You know, it's kind of like that.
1: Well, no, I get that because there's a, like there is when major league players in any sport sign a big contract. There is usually a little divot back, like it's just coming back a little bit from where they were. But this, like, if you look at their stats, it's not a little divot. It's they dropped. Like they're playing like third string players. Like it's bad. Demarcus Lawrence has I maybe one sack this year. When in the last like three years before he got his money, he had like thirty plus sacks. Ezekiel has less than. I think he has less than eight yards per carry, and he's getting more carries than he was before. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't look good for them. I mean, well, not eight yards per carry. He's getting like I think six point seven yards per carry, which isn't bad, but can, compared to what he was, which was like a nine point one and eleven point one, like it's a pretty big difference from where he was for his first couple of years to where he is now. Not to mention all the fumbles he's getting. Now, Mario Cooper's not doing anything.
0: hmm Yeah, I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup are... Well, actually, Michael Gallup's kind of falling off, but then again, I mean, CeeDee's going off right now. Yeah. So. playing great. Yeah, so going on to the final uh, topic here before we wrap up the show, uh, Iowa State upsets number 18, Oklahoma, for their second consecutive upset, uh, first being Kansas State, now Iowa State. Uh, let's talk about that with Oklahoma. I mean... This year, I mean, do you think, you know, how do you see the Big 12 playing out right now? I mean, because, I mean, Oklahoma losing back-to-back against unranked opponents, you know, even though Iowa State's my team, they are nowhere near supposed to be ranked at all.
1: Well, I think they just got cocky. Like, they've had success for years now. Like, they've always been a top-ten team for the past couple years, or at least it seems like they have been. And now that the they're kinda of being shown up after they've lost a lot of people who went to the draft, they're they're kinda of realizing that if they wanna continue success, it means that they're gonna have to continue to recruit like they did before. That they continue to work like they did before. You can't let your loyals anymore. Like they have to play hard. And that I think these past two games have been a wake up call. And if they weren't a wake up call, then I'd be really surprised. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see kind of how this Big 12 plays out, I me mean, especially UT going down and Oklahoma going down. Who knows how it's really gonna uh, pan out? But this is going to wrap up this week's episode of the Max Samuelson Show. Cody, thanks again for coming on. Glad to have you back. Um, and of course, as you remember last time, this is kind of where you get, or if you have anything to promote, if you have anything else to say, now's the time to do so. I will let you take it away. Uh no,
1: I don't really have anything. Make sure, well, if you're from Boston College and you're hearing this, make sure you're going to sports games. Support them if you mm-hmm.
0: can. In the spring, yeah. I mean, hopefully yes. we get ourselves a spring season.
1: If we don't get ourselves a spring season, I'm going to be pretty mad. I'm going to be pretty mad. I,
0: I'm, I'm pretty mad. I, I Hey, I, I get you on that, especially, I mean, coming back for a fifth year. I mean, I get it. I, been, I get it.
1: Yeah. But, well, yeah, that's all I got. It was good being back on the show.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening again. As for myself, Max Danielson. And as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you wherever or whenever you may be listening. Thanks, y'all. And we will see you next episode.